What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actors Nat and Alex Wolf and the movie X. First, let's talk about the career of Nat and Alex Wolf. Nat and Alex both started out as child actors on the semi-autobiographical Nickelodeon show The Naked Brothers Band from 2007 to 2009. And it's funny how we always talk about the Disney Channel stars once they're older. Zendaya, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, Dylan and Cole Sprouse, Zac Efron, the Jonas Brothers, the list goes on and on, but we never talk about the massive success that some people have had since leaving Nickelodeon. I mean, you have Ariana Grande, Kenan Thompson, Emma Roberts, Kiki Palmer, and Nat and Alex Wolf. Nat was the first of the Wolf Brothers to break outside of the show, appearing in two John Green adaptations. First was the massively popular The Fault in Our Star with Shailene Woodley and Ansel Elgort in it. He plays the best friend of Elgort's character. I particularly enjoyed the scene where they are throwing eggs at Wolf's character's ex-girlfriend. Then he had the leading role in Paper Towns along with Cara Delevingne. And outside of that, his other mainstream projects have not been as nearly successful. You have Admission with Paul Rudd and Tina Fey, Death Note with Margaret Qualley and Lakeith Stanfield, and Home Again with Reese Witherspoon. I personally think Nat does his best work in indie films like Palo Alto with Emma Roberts and Jack Kilmer, Son of Van Kilmer, Kill Team with Alexander Skarsgård, and Mainstream with Maya Hawke, Andrew Garfield, and Jason Schwartzman. Both Palo Alto and Mainstream were directed by Gia Coppola, the granddaughter of Francis Ford Coppola and niece of Sofia Coppola. Alex Wolf's career has been more of a steady climb. There's not one project you can point to and say that's what made everyone notice him. He's been in massive movies like the two Jumanji films with The Rock, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, and Jack Black. The first one made over $900 million and the second one over $800. He also appeared in Patriot's Day with Mark Wahlberg and smaller indies like The House of Tomorrow with Aza Butterfield. What I admire about Alex Wolf is it seems like he only wants to work with excellent directors. He's recently worked with Ari Aster on Hereditary M. Night Shyamalan on Old, newcomer Michael Sarnowski on Pig, and is set to have a supporting role in Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. This career strategy is the best way to constantly show up in the best movies. You've seen this strategy in the past with Matt Damon and Leonardo DiCaprio. They do not show up in movies not directed by great filmmakers. And the same thing's happening with Timothy Chalamet. Like, that's the best career strategy to show up in a bunch of movies directed by the best directors on planet Earth, and that's exactly what Alex Wolf is doing. And honestly, I'd like to see that a little bit more from his brother, Nat Wolf, who I think is equally as good as him as an actor, but hasn't been in those movies directed by great filmmakers. Like, he's been in some really good movies, and he's worked with some really good directors, but he has not worked with anyone I would dub a great director yet. And don't get me wrong, you can be a movie star without working with the best directors like it's been done over and over again. I think Nat Wolf has movie star charisma. I would just like to see him work with 
a Martin Scorsese, a Christopher Nolan, one of those type of directors, because I think he's capable of showing the world he's a really good actor. Nat Wolf has done some of his best work in movies that not a lot of people have seen. Alex Wolf has been in movies that people see, the Jumanji films. Yeah, they're not my favorite movies, but they are decent enough, and he's good in them. And then you have Hereditary. A lot of movie fans have seen the movie Hereditary. Even non-movie fans have seen that movie. It was a movie that was talked about for a wicked long time. My favorite performance from Nat Wolf comes in the movie Palo Alto, where he plays Fred, an angry and confused teen. This is, and I'm not kidding, one of my favorite performances of all time. It completely changed how I view Nat Wolf as an actor. Like, I only thought of him as that kid from the Naked Brothers Band. Then I saw this movie and I thought, this guy is a legitimate movie star. This is a wild, crazy performance he gives. His character in this movie is detestable, but then again, you root for him during the movie because you feel bad for his character. For the people listening, wondering why I'm doing a podcast on Nat Wolf, once you watch this movie, you'll realize why I am fond of him as an actor. He really went for it in this movie and it was super effective. A lot of people would have played this role like a cliche. He doesn't do that at all. It feels authentic. It feels natural. That movie also has my favorite performance ever from Emma Roberts. I also love Jack Kilmer in that movie. His dad, Val, is in the movie. Not enough people have seen Palo Alto. It's a beautiful mess of a movie. For Alex, my favorite performance of his comes in the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage. In the movie, he's playing a fake tough guy, but he's really just trying to impress his father, who's dealing with grief. Him and Cage are great together. Pig, for me, was one of the best movies of 2021, and Alex Wolf was one of the best things about it. It's kind of weird how everyone was talking about how Pig was a return to form from Nicolas Cage, but yet no one saw the movie. Like, I was super impressed by this movie. The most underrated Alex Wolf performance is in the movie House of Tomorrow, where he plays Jared, a rebellious wannabe punk rocker who is dealing with a heart condition. He's got great chemistry with the lead, Aza Butterfield. The premise of the movie is Wolf's character is teaching Aza's character, Sebastian, about punk music and basically how to be a normal teen. The movie is a weird indie, but definitely one worth checking out. It's a great coming-of-age film. Nat's most underrated performance comes in the movie The Kill Team. I love the way he and Alexander Skarsgård go head-to-head in this war movie. It reminded me of Brian De Palma's Casualties of War with Michael J. Fox and Sean Penn. Any movie where two good actors get to clash is a movie for me. Here's a list of noteworthy performances from Nat Wolf, Stuck in Love, Palo Alto, The Fault in Our Stars, The Kill Team, and Mainstream. From Alex Wolf, The House of Tomorrow, Hereditary, Bad Education, The Cat in the Moon, which he also directed, and Pig. These are two of the most exciting young actors in Hollywood. I want to see where their careers go. They've only been in one movie together, Stella's last weekend, which was fine, but I want to see them together in something great. I expect big things from the Wolf Brothers. Alex is an Oppenheimer, like I said, the most anticipated movie of next year, and Nat is set to star in a comedy series with Christoph Waltz from Matt Shankman, the creator of WandaVision. Both have been around forever, but neither is 30 years old. Nat is 27 and Alex is 24. I believe the best work for both is yet to come. And I do 
do feel like both Nat and Alex are underrated because they do their best work in indies. They have not yet starred in a blockbuster Marvel film or a miniseries. They're well known but not super famous and I think that could change in the next five years. I think both could blow up because for the most part they both pick interesting projects to star in. I think the potential is there for them both to be not just good actors like they are now but both to be massive movie stars. And don't get me wrong, both have accomplished way more than the average former child star. Like if you had told me when I was watching the Naked Brothers Band in 2008 that both would be legitimate leading men, I would have called you crazy. I know there are some people listening to this who haven't followed their career since the Naked Brothers Band or they haven't followed Nat Wolf's career since The Fall in Our Stars, but I think both are really good actors and you should definitely check out their work. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie X. Here's a quick synopsis. Set in 1979, a porno production rents a place in Texas to film and things take a turn for the worse when they learn the intentions of the mysterious owners of the property. The film stars Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Brittany Stowe, Scott Mezcuddy, aka Kid Cuddy, Martin Henderson, and Owen Campbell. Spotlight performances. Mia Goth really is a chameleon. She never has the same look and feel movie to movie. I think that's why she's not more famous. I mean, she's been great in these really weird movies like A Cure for Wellness, High Life, and Emma. And in X, she gives a career best performance playing dual roles. This is a performance that should give Mia Goth an Oscar nomination, but it doesn't seem like the Academy wants to nominate the best performances in horror. Like, how did Tony Collette not get nominated for Hereditary, Emily Blunt for A Quiet Place, Lupita Nyong'o for Us, Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man, like the best performances in horror never get Oscar nominations and I don't understand why. Horror is kind of like comedy in that way. The Oscars want to ignore the fact that the genre exists. This is a very different kind of performance for Brittany Snow who's best known for her work in John Tucker Must Die, Hairspray, and the Pitch Perfect movies. She's fantastic in X. She gives a real movie star performance. I love the moment in the movie where she sings. No matter how many movies you see, you always get surprised when someone does something different. And this is Brittany Snow doing something different than the thing she's best known for doing. I mean, she's known for these mainstream movies. You think of her in a certain way and then boom, she does something completely out of the ordinary. And I admire her for it. And it really pays off. She's brilliant in the film. And finally, Jenna Ortega has given two of my favorite performances of 2022. First were the fallout where she was a revelation and an ex. I loved her back and forth with Mia Goth's character throughout the movie. This feels like the making of an instant movie star. I mean, she starred in the most mainstream of horror movies this year with Scream 5 and now she's in this horror film X and she was fantastic in the movie The Fallout. I mean, she's already showing she has incredible range for such a young actress. Goth will next star in the movies Infinity Pearl with Alexander Skarsgård and Pearl, the prequel to X, and Ortega's next roles will be in Tim Burton's Wednesday Addams Netflix show and the movie Finest Kind with Tommy Lee Jones and Ben Foster. I am super hyped for Ortega to play Wednesday Addams. It was also recently announced that Christina Ricci, who played Wednesday Addams on the Addams Family movies, will be in the Netflix show as well. Ricci, of course, 
Chris has also previously worked with Tim Burton on the movie Sleepy Hollow. Catherine Zeta-Jones is going to be in it. I can't wait for that show. It just feels like Ortega is the perfect choice to play Wednesday Adams. The director of X, Ty West, has made one of the best modern slasher movies. And what I liked most about the movie is it felt like the movie knew exactly what it was. The tone was super consistent and executed flawlessly. Tone is important in all movies, but especially horror. Watch The Witch, Get Out, and Hereditary, and what all three of those films have in common is they have a consistent tone. All of those movies know what they are doing, and so does X. If you get the tone of a horror movie wrong, and then the whole thing will fall apart. For instance, the tone of this movie demands you take it seriously. This is not Scream. This is not a comedy horror. This is a super dramatic horror movie. It's old school in that way, and there's a lot going on in X. It's about a lot of things. It's about sex. It's about aging. It's about religion. And it's also about someone, Maxine, played by Mia Goth, who wants to be famous. I loved the backstory they gave the character, and I love how you don't realize that backstory till the very end of the movie. I mean, there's a moment at the very end of the film where she says, I will have the life I deserve, and it's a very chilling moment. I don't know why this is, but I buy into the slasher genre way more than I do a horror film about a creature, because although slasher movies are ridiculously gruesome and violent, they are grounded in somewhat reality. Some of my favorites are Happy Death Day and Freaky, both directed by Christopher Landon, and some of the most iconic films of all time are slashers, Psycho, Halloween. In the 90s, these movies were massively popular with Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Both were massive hits, and X has a lot in common with these movies. It has a mix of the violence these movies are known for. I like how the genre of slasher can be both predictable and unpredictable at the same time. Like, yes, we all know what a slasher movie is, yet they keep doing something different. Like, when Scream happened, we had never seen a movie like that, and I feel the same way about X. It feels weirdly old, but new at the same time. It's a fresh take on the genre while also paying homage to the classics. Horror movies have also become the place for great actresses to give stellar performances. Anya Taylor-Joy in The Witch and Split, Tony Collette in Hereditary, Emily Blunt in A Quiet Place, Lupita Nyong'o in Us, Florence Pugh in Midsommar, Elizabeth Moss in The Invisible Man, Rebecca Hall in The Night House, and now you can add Mia Goth, Brittany Snow, and Jenna Ortega in X. You can't deny women are dominating the horror genre. A24, the distributor of this movie, has also become synonymous with great horrors directed by auteur filmmakers The Witch with Robert Eggers, It Comes at Night with Trey Edward Schultz, The Killing of a Sacred Deer with Yorgos Lanthimos, Hereditary with Ari Aster, and now X with Ty West. I think the two genres of films that attract the best filmmakers are sci-fi and horror movies. Think about the caliber of directors working in horror right now. You have Jordan Peele who has already made two masterpieces in my mind with Get Out and Us. And newer filmmakers like Robert Eggers, John Krasinski, and Ari Aster have also really navigated towards that genre. A lot of people will say I ignore horror movies because I don't want to be scared. I think it's becoming harder and harder to ignore horror movies because they're coming more and more popular. These are becoming great movies. Like, I wasn't big into horror, and then I watched John Krasinski's A Quiet Place, and I was like, what is 
is going on here? Then I watched Robert Eggers' The Witch, Ari Aster's Midsommar and Hereditary, and I was like, what is going on with this genre? I thought it was this silly genre where people are being chased by the monsters and everyone's going to be killed at the end, but these movies have become so much more because of the people making them. I also feel like it's one of those genres that doesn't let you down. Like, I haven't seen a lot of awful horror movies. I know they're out there. I'm just ignoring them. But the ones I've seen recently have been phenomenal. And I put X in that category. Like I said earlier, X is going to get a prequel film all about Pearl, the killer of the movie. I'm excited to get more of that backstory and find out what happened to her to make her the way it is. I trust in Ty West that this prequel movie is going to be good. It's already been filmed. It's going to star Mia Goth. I mean, I have high hopes for this movie. I know horror films sometimes make bad sequels because they tried to duplicate what the original did. But the fact that this is a prequel movie has me excited. It has me interested in what the prequel movie could be. Overall, X is everything I wanted it to be and more. It's what I want out of modern horror. It feels reminiscent of the past while still feeling exciting and new. It's one of the best movies of the year so far, and it should be an Oscar contention next year. It probably won't be, but I think Mia Goth should get a Best Actress nomination for her work in X. I think Britney Snow should be up there for Best Supporting Actress as well. But they won't because the Oscars will only look at X as a silly slasher film, and it's far from that. X reminded me of the Dave Franco movie The Rental. I really like that movie. I thought Jeremy Allen White was terrific in that movie. I thought the down point of that movie was how it ended. Why X is a better movie in my mind is because it landed the ending. I think when you give the killer a reason to kill, it needs to be a good one or the whole movie will fall apart. And I think the ending really held together for X. I thought it was exciting throughout and it nailed the ending. I think that's another issue I have with the horror genre is sometimes you're watching a really good horror movie and then the ending with the creature or the killer falls flat and the whole thing falls apart. And that never happens in X. It is super consistent. Again, that's what great horror is. It's consistent from beginning to end. And this is something I keep saying about movies I really enjoy. I love movies that are simple. Like this is a simple slasher movie, yet it's complicated at the same time. It's hard to get a real feel about what X is really about. You can enjoy this movie on a simple level and then be confused by it at the same time. And I think the best movies are like that. They're simple yet super complicated at the same time. Like if you want to be super obsessed with this movie and go into a deep dive of what it's all about, you can do that. If you just want to enjoy a fun slasher movie, then you can do that as well. I think great movies can do both things. Either way, X is going to be a slasher film you're going to be thinking about long after you've seen it. Also, I have to reiterate how crazy bonkers it is to see Brittany Snow, the star of The Pacifier and John Tucker Must Die, give a performance like this. You have to see this movie if you know the work of Brittany Snow. You've never seen anything else like it from her, and I hope we get more of these type of performances from her moving forward. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday. I highly recommend you check out the work of Nat 
Matt and Alex Wolf and watch the movie X. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the career of actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the movie Cyrano starring Peter Dinklage, Haley Bennett, and Calvin Harrison Jr. directed by Joe Wright. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.